Hey, this is Matt from Blue October, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Ashley. Hello. And no Chris. Chris has a trip he's planning for. He has to get out of town for work. No, he's just leaving us. Yeah, no. He's, tired of us. Yeah, he's going to Vegas. So he doesn't want to hang out with us no more. Yeah, he gets to have fun. So speaking of fun. He's going to see his girlfriend, Britney Spears. Yeah, I'm sure that's <laughs> probably on his list, I'm sure. I know. But uh, so speaking of fun. Blues are actually having fun this week, so we get to be positive this week for yeah, the first time. They uh, they actually remembered how to play um, the hockey game. Yeah, so, so that's nice. So Blues make as we talked about last podcast, the Blues make the big uh, transition and decide to let go uh, Ken Hitchcock after the Winnipeg game. I mean, we called it, and then the Blues uh, first game was against the Maple Leafs. We talked about that, and they won five to one. But then they come back and. We we they recorded this day last time, and this is the, they did not look good at all against Pittsburgh. Oh God, no! So it was one of those things where maybe it's a new system coming in or whatever. But I thought the Pittsburgh game though, Jake Allen looked good. He did, and the only reason why we didn't get our arses handed to us more was because of him. Yeah, so we're gonna but, we're gonna kind of do different like we did I think a couple weeks ago, and I think it worked a lot better where we do stuff how it worked. What happened in chronological order? All right, chronological order. So Blues lose four to one to Pittsburgh. Yes, but they also lose a very important piece to their team. Uh, Robbie Fabry has mm. a torn ACL and out for the rest of the season. It's just so sad, and, play- and potentially playoffs. It's just so sad because you're looking at he about was on fire. Nine, yeah, six to nine months. You're looking at. Like I think it's more the away from the puck stuff is that the Blues are going to miss because his scoring, according to the scoring, he, like he had a streak where he was like couldn't stop scoring, mm-hmm. and then about the last eleven, I have twelve games he did not have a goal, and then he only had like a yeah handful he kind of, of went bye bye bye. Well, that's along with the team too. I think it's kind of like as a team goes, some guys go. That yeah. just happens. So well, they don't know what to do when the you know their team that they're just now a part of is falling apart around them. You know, they're not really. I don't feel like they're too used to that. So they just kind of sink with everybody else. They sink with the ship. Yeah, so everybody just like – because Tarasenko wasn't scoring a bunch either. He had like six games where he didn't score. So that's when Berglund was scoring a lot. So that's when – Well, at least, you know, Berglund was stepping up for he's, him. He's looked amazing. And then like in this week's games that we'll talk about, like I thought – I'm like, don't let it be a contract year thing because I hate when players do that. Where, I know. Oh, but at the same time, like – he finally got the shoulder injury like fixed after almost a year and a half of trying yeah. to play through. And dealing like, with all of the chirping coming from fans. Yeah, he's the after Jackman left, he was the new whipping boy. Oh yeah. So um so Fabry's gone. So the Blues decided to call up two thirds of the Chicago Wolves top line and uh Magnus Payarvi and uh uh Kenny Augustino. Augustino. Mind you, Barbashev is already up. So uh, you're looking at a full line of uh, Chicago Wolves are on the team for less than about a, it, like 10 days. You're talking, you're called your whole top line 
all the wolves up. Isn't that insane to think that like that's where our team has gone this season? Yeah, where you're just for like, like from the beginning of the season, like before our season started, how we talked. Like if you compare that podcast right before our season started to in December when everything was scary. Yeah. So to right now, like we're you know we're getting re- coming up on the trade deadline and all that stuff, and then you know we're. Everybody's kind of teetering with yeah. playoff spots, and you know we've got our AHL team hanging out. So. Yeah. At the end of all our game recaps, I got some interesting news. I literally just read before we started recording, okay. so I'll get your natural reaction. I pretty much know what your reaction will be due okay. to who we're talking about, but okay. I'll do it anyway. All right. So let's go over the game. So Fabry's out. So uh, Kenny Augustino's in for his first Blues game. He's he's played ten games total in his uh, NHL career. So he gets it. He draws into the lineup against uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Blues are starting one of their longest road trips of the season, the mm-hmm. five gamer uh, road trip. And uh, starting in Philly is it not a great place to start? No, it's really I mean, not. I mean, they're not you know fantastic team, and they got some issues of their own, but still, it's you know tough, tough building. It's and it's a tough crowd. It really is. I mean, the Flyers do have some of those brutal sports fans and they also like, got a defense that can lay you out too so. absolutely so and they will they will beat you up so the blues uh start off this game i thought pretty decent better than they did on the pittsburgh game i thought they kind of came out in the first period on top of philly like for once i'm like wow they actually look like they have a little bit of speed mm-hmm. and everybody's playing well and mind you this is the first night that um we decided that uh, Hitchcock, yo, decided to put Paul Stasny with Vladimir Tarasenko, which a lot of fans online are like been begging for since they since we basically signed Stasny. Yep, and they really haven't played many times together. And I thought, uh, and this is why I love Paul Stasny because he will make like the he didn't care comment. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so during an interview with uh, Jeremy Rutherford before this, or right after this game, he said. They're like, oh, you and Tarasenko Steen are together, like for the first time in a long time. He, and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah. Apparently, I apparently uh, Vladdy only played with Yori. Not throwing anything <laughs> on Vladimir Tarasenko. I think it was more putting saying Hitchcock put Latera with Tarasenko, more of a spreading it out type thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he he was just like, yeah, it would have been nice to play with him because you know, like exactly. So I think it was it was it was brilliant. So he actually gets the goal in the second period here. A kind of controversial goal where a shot from the point from Shattenkirk and he kind of just turns the skate just enough where it's not a kicking motion. Yep, but everybody in that building said it was kicking motion. Yeah, you I, I, know I, I saw I saw it. I'm like, yep, that's coming back. Oh, I, absolutely. I the second that that goal was scored, I looked over at my fiance and I was just like, oh, they're reviewing that yep. immediately. Yeah, and they did. And then mm-hmm. took, took a little bit, but not too long. But they counts his 15th of the year from Shattenkirk and Zenith, the 1622 mark. And just it's, so you all know, that was not a kicking motion. He it, turned his he foot. Just turned his foot yeah he but his it was, foot, it, was, which it, was is allowed. it was the closest you could possibly oh do, my god if so. his foot if his skate would have barely just went up just a little bit that goal inconclusive not exactly. uh inconclusive is what they said but which then, i thought was interesting. no they didn't want to admit the fact that they were ticking off everybody in that arena yeah, so by not calling back the goal instead of a non-kicking motion which but then after that did didn't they review whether or not we were off sides right before that goal yeah it i think I, right i think that. i think that was more of the it might have been the offsides call more than the kicking motion mm-hmm. but i think both were lean looked at i think yeah. the kicking motion was more looked at by the nhl and then the flyers called for the challenge on top of that mm-hmm. so both stood up because they're both inconclusive mind you there was a horrid call 
in the Minnesota Chicago game this week where Minnesota was blatantly off. Like the camera angle that the TV gets, you could just tell. You could see they were. He was off. I, I haven't. Mean, I, I was off by a good almost two foot, and they still said Jesus. good goal. I heard them talking about it on. Uh, I believe it was sports, maybe Sports Center, one of those crappy sports shows yeah. that I don't like, where yeah. they never get anything right. But um, I did. I didn't stick around to watch it. I think I was too busy making a meatball sandwich. Or yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but uh, then the Blues are you know hanging in there, and it's like they're playing very good defensively here, which I noticed they've kind of changed to a man on man situation. Mm-hmm. And they stayed like, and they kind of uh, the way that I guess the way the coverage is a slightly different, where it's kind of a, a very good supportive system now compared to like where it's more a zone man, where it's more I think fl- a little more flowing, and I think that's the Blues are starting to catch on this game. I think this is where you saw it. And I uh, after that whole kicking motion thing, and then the offsides thing with them reviewing both of those. I feel like they just wanted to come in hot on the third, so I was happy about that. And they did. And, and uh, we just talked about Kenny Augustino gets his first as a blue from Perron and Laterra on the uh, breakaway. And it was so good. And he roofs it on, uh, I think, a Nuver, 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 I say I always mess it up. <laughs> Michael Nuver was in and uh, roofs it on him. So a very good goal. And he's got speed, man. That's the thing is, with, as much as uh, we'll talk about PRV later, like they brought up a lot of speed. And Barbashev, as much as I like Brodziak, I really do. Yeah. Man, Barbashev is playing really well in that fourth line. Yeah. And we'll see later in the week we'll talk about this. But he's been on top of everything. And it's been a uh, very good uh, game. So Blues win 2 nothing. Carter Hutton plays a solid game. Didn't Made the saves he had to. Didn't have to do it. Be spectacular, and that's what all the Blues need. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats from the game, and I'm looking at our shots on goal by period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. the Blues were throwing everything, and that's the thing is Augustino had nine shots in two games. So eleven was the magic number in this game because in the first period Philadelphia had eleven shots, we had one. Yeah. The Second fir- period we had eleven, they had four. Third, they had eleven again, and we had four. Yeah. So we, the Blues when they buried them when they needed the count. So. Mm-hmm. We move on to the next night, back-to-backs. You're not oh, looking yeah. forward to back-to-backs. And, and they play Ottawa Senators, who are okay this year. Not too bad. About the same record as we got. And mm-hmm. they are uh, they had the goaltending issues. Luckily, they had Michael Condon come in and play really well this year after Craig Anderson took a leave of absence to go take care of his sick wife. But he's back now. But the Blues get Andrew Hammond. The Hamburglar is in his second game, and they lit him up. <laughs> Really yeah, bad. He, I did not expect, that, especially this being a back-to-back game, having to do the travel and everything, I didn't really think we were going to – I didn't expect this outcome. Yeah, they, uh, and I didn't expect this first goal because it was a, a pretty goal. Magnus Payarvi gets it second of the year at the 151 mark of the second period from Shattenkirk. Uh, he just blew by the defender and beats Andrew Hammond. Hammond cheated a little bit to the far side. He thought he was going over there and he just went short side, roofed it. Perfect shot and perfect play. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko then gets a uh, shot and it gets in his right in the middle, right where you shouldn't leave him and roofs it. It's like, I I guess he's had a lot of he's had a lot of shots in like in the same area yes. this last two weeks and I'm like I'm surprised people, they've not game planned for him every time they've been showing that chart up there where it shows the spots where he's taking shots from and then it shows where he's missing and where he's scoring from he's always scoring from the same spot yeah but they leave him alone right in this spot so it's either a 
really bad game planning or B he's that good. Mm-hmm. And there was a very good article this week. If you want to check it out on the TSN website by James uh, Myrtle, we're basically talking about how the fitness level of Vladimir Tarasenko, where current players and former players talk about when you see the guy and just how wide and like in a good way, wide he mm-hmm. is and just how like guys, his size shouldn't be that strong on the puck. And he said, he's shoving guys off with one arm with ease and still getting and making good plays. Well, every time I've ever stood next to this guy, I've known him since he moved, came over here to America to start with the Blues. That was during our lockout season. Mm-hmm. I'll stand next to him, and, like, he doesn't seem that much bigger than me. You know, like, he's broad, but yeah. he's he's a tough guy. He's a tough dude. Yeah, and he's insane. A, yeah, he's a... Yeah, the article is real good, so please check it out. Uh, I'll try to tweet it out. I think I did actually tweet it out. If not, I'll look it up and I'll retweet it again. Yeah, we'll do that, and then I can post it on our Facebook for anybody else that wants yeah. to take a look at it. Yeah, so please take a look at it. So Vladimir Tarasenko is his fourth year from Stasny and Perron at the 646 mark. Once again, really good play by that line, and I think keeping those guys together is only going to do better. Mm-hmm. And then we come to the third period. Third period where it's just a – where they just go Shooting crazy. gallery, yeah. So Patrick Berglund gets uh, – Gets it right out front on a good play by uh, Augustino, Augustino and Perron and at the 146 mark. Uh, they were dug it out of the corner, and Berglund's right in front and puts it low, glove side. Power play goal will take it. 3 nothing, making me feel better. Steen comes in and gets the goal about 10 minutes later at the 1043 mark, his 11th, and Stastny gets the assist. So Stastny and Steen are starting to heat up now. Yeah. And after they were starting off really slow, Say what you want. All of a sudden, they're playing really well mm-hmm. after Hitch is gone. I think Stastny's always been outspoken against Hitch, and I think Steen has never been a massive fan. I think he went along with the program as best he could, but I think he wasn't a massive fan. But I could yeah. be 100% wrong. Steen does bite his tongue a lot. You can tell by just the looks he yeah. gives. He does. So I think that's a... Uh, I just want to make it known that at this point we're up four to nothing where we're talking about like what we're talking about right now Mm -hmm. after scenes goal, we're up four to nothing. And I was still shaky because I was scared that we were going to somehow collapse in the third. Yeah. Cause you just didn't know how this team is. Cause you you saw the Pittsburgh game and it just wasn't a good game. And the Philly game wasn't the best, but they were able to pull it out. And this is the second game back to back. So Mm -hmm. you're like, they could be tired, but they turned it up and Tarasenko gets another one. His 25th of the year from Steen and Pareko. At the 1349 mark, 5 nothing Blues. And then, uh, thanks to Eric Carlson, just throwing the puck in the front for some random reason. <laughs> and Ivan Barashev is just sitting in the slot, and he's like, thank you. You're right, exactly. And he buries his first career NHL goal at the 1501 mark. And, and 6 nothing Blues, that's how it ends. So, a thumping that they put on that team. And they're 3-1 and one since uh, Mike Yo has taken over for Ken Hitchcock on February 1st. Back-to-back shutouts over 120 minutes and six seconds at this time that the Blues have uh, kept the other team off the board. So it does look like a different team. And, of course, with the coaching change, you kind of figured that would happen. Well, yeah, and of course, but he's also been shaking up the lines too. You know, and we're bringing up other people. So it's got to look like a different team because technically it is. Yeah, So and it's also nice that he also, like, when he has a line, it's more than a period. Like, Mm -hmm. more than a – like, he let the – He doesn't just test it out and then it's like, oh, I didn't like that and then just Yeah, the Pittsburgh line – the Pittsburgh game was the first game he kind of let that go. Then with Fabry's injury, everybody thought they would shake it up. And then he left them together Mm -hmm. for – the Philly game and they had a good game and then obviously the tr- the Ottawa game they came out and played really well and then this game was it one of the really great entertaining games that was a back and forth game 
Uh, Jake Allen once again played really well, and then we're getting to this game. The Blues play the Toronto Maple Leafs this in Toronto. Was a good game. This was a fun game to watch. Yes, it was very entertaining. Uh, the I Blues are go back and forth with the Maple Leafs, who are a really fast team. I thought it was I thought this was going to be a case where the Blues might leave Shattenkirk there, and we'll take <laughs> we'll take uh, right. somebody else on the way. Up that back. would have been beautiful. Please but, leave him somewhere. So. Uh, Patrick Berglund is on a freaking roll mm-hmm. and gets his 14th of the year from Payarvi and Schwartz, Schwartz at the 415 mark. And I don't know, really not nothing bad you can say about this play. Like the Blues are just all over the Maple Leafs at this ready point. To replay this goal. Yeah. I don't know. This is a lemonade commercial. Oh, yeah, I know they do that. <laughs> but they, uh, but the Blues this period are literally throwing everything they got at Frederick Anderson and just. He's yeah, our first on. period, where were the shots? We had 17 shots in the first period. Yeah. so They had four. Yeah, so we were all over them in the first period. We, well, we kept our momentum going, I feel, from, you know, the game before. Yeah. So, which so was know. good. It was refreshing to see them go out there and start playing hockey right away. Yeah, so it's nice to see that they uh, go out there and try. So, uh, Chris's favorite knock-knock uh, joke is next. So, you know, I'll start it and then you can. So, ready? Knock-knock. Who's that? Uh, F. Jaden Schwartz. <laughs> so this play, Gene Schwartz just doesn't cover a man and loses the puck <laughs> along the boards, and they keep it in. And Morgan Riley buries a rebound shot, his second of the year, from Michael Nylander, who I really hope the Blues pick up, and Nazim Kadri at the Is that the one you were hoping we would bring I really, home? I, instead I would of... really like, but I don't. I think they're gonna. I think that's kind of like they like him a lot. So I really don't think that's happening. But well, that's selfish. Oh, let's hope against hope, though. Right? Let's that hope was, against hope. So. Selfish. So the Blues in a third, a very entertaining third period. Blues hold on barely at the end, where uh, I kind of when they were about thirty seconds, and the Toronto Maple Leafs were holding it in the blue zone. In the I third thought period. we were going to lose at the end there. I uh, really did. I'm not going to. Jake lie. Allen stood tall, made a really good save, and then is pushed into the goal. And the puck is loose, goes into the net. Oh my god, I was so. But upset. the whistle blew, and the they blew the whistle instantly. Didn't mm-hmm. even they didn't even call upstairs. They kind of nope. took their time with the play, but they never went upstairs with it. Which I thought was interesting, and about three seconds left. Period's over. Go to overtime. So mind you, go to overtime. I get up, go to the bathroom, go make sure my daughter's asleep, make sure she's good, tucked in. Come back in, and my wife's like, "Oh, the game's over." And I was like, "Yeah, what?" That quick. And then so Vladimir, yeah, Vladimir Tarasenko <laughs> is gets his twenty six off a really great play. So he hits him, Latera, and Shattenkirk start overtime, and we win the faceoff. Goes back to our zone, and the basically play is. Shattenkirk moves up to Laterra. Laterra moves back to Shattenkirk, who drops to the Tarasenko at the red line. Sort of reminiscent to a degree of that New York Rangers goal where he danced around the whole team. Mm-hmm. But he danced around everybody. made uh, Kadri look bad. Made him almost fall. Silly, yeah. And then he just snaps a shot like past Frederick Anderson. And 20 seconds in, we're done. See you later. Blues win 2-1. to one. Go check on your daughter more often. Yeah, no kidding. Gosh. I don't know. So, and they wind up... Uh, <laughs> Taken so so far six points out of six in this road trip. We need to keep that up. I mean tonight too. I mean and then tonight we play at Montreal and then they get a nice three day break before they play their last game ever at the Joe Louis Arena so on the fifteenth. Yeah, and they unfortunately we know that their owner the owner just died just last passed. night. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mike Illich who owns not only Red Wings but also the Detroit Tigers. So. Mm-hmm. Pretty well well known, I think. Pretty well known owner. I think he's probably one of the oldest owners. He's eighty seven, I believe. Wow. So uh, he passes, unfortunately. Uh, the other Blues news, which we'll get out of this, another injury news. Paul Stastny didn't make it out of the first period. 
Nope. Um, they really didn't say. I don't know if it was a knee or groin issue because he was on the bench. They just said lower body, and then he yeah. just didn't come back for that game, and then everybody gets scared because we just lost Fabry. And then they're like, well, he's just not going to play in Montreal, but he'll be fine. Yeah, so, so he's skipping this game on Saturday. They didn't call up anybody, so I'm assuming – just because he has the ability to play center, I'm assuming Dimitri Askin is going to be in. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. But I'm assuming Yaskin will be in over uh, Yakupov. I'm going to look up the preview and see what it says. If it says anything. So the, uh, this week, so next week they got Detroit. Then we come home for one game against Vancouver. Then we play the Yeah, Sab- we have Yakupov and Yaskin. Yeah, then, Fa- then the Sabres. And then I'll wrap up next week. So then we get a nice little break near the end of the month where they get five days off. Because the Blues have played a lot of games so far. Jeez. So the good thing is the Blues are now not in a wild card position. Yeah, but I'm now you're playing. Right now. now you're third place, 55 games played, 61 points. You're still technically 12 points back of the Blackhawks who have only played one more game than you. So that's going to be a tall task to try to catch them. And then with Minnesota. Minnesota's Jeez. playing out of their minds. So yeah, I, I think that's not going to happen. Uh, Minnesota beat Chicago this week, so they're gonna they're in well control. Or take it back, the Chicago win. Who won? Chicago won because uh, Tate scored in overtime. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be a battle for those two. So you're facing one of those two teams to start. Wouldn't it be poetic that if the Blues play like Minnesota in the first round and then knock Minnesota out in six games after Yo did it a couple years ago? Yeah, be kind of after weird. they did that. Because I'm more of – I want to play somebody in the Pacific because I don't think San Jose is good as they're advertised. I don't think Anaheim is not that good. I think Edmonton is has flaws. Much After McDavid, I think you can get by yeah. them. So, unfortunately, they do that. So, Nashville is close by with 60 points, and so is the Los Kings. Angeles with 50 points. And we Nashville has step- a game oh, in God. hand. So, technically, if Nashville wins, we drop back down to the top wild card. So I think that's probably where you're going to see the Blues go back and forth from now on. We're riding a wave right now, which is great. But I think you're going to see. I know, see... but we need to keep riding that wave is the yeah. thing. Like, we can't. We there, we don't have room for screw-ups right now. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Your, we, so your we away saw... record is not good. Your away record, though we're playing very well right now, we're only 11-13-1 and 13 and 1 on the road. Yeah, if you look at our road record, you're, you're sitting there like, God, it's like a, somebody uprooted a bunch of kids. Yeah. And took them out of town, and they didn't know how to play, and they got scared. Like, yeah, so a couple of games. So let's see. Edmonton is playing uh, Chicago tonight. Nashville is uh, against Florida. So depending on what happens with them and the Blues, we'll see how everything shakes out tonight. Um, it's just I can't remember the last time I was this nervous about a playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, I think at the, I said at the end of the day, even we, I talked about the beginning of the year. I said I thought the Blues would always finish second in division just because I just didn't think – couple teams to fall off. I never would have guessed Minnesota done this well. Oh, absolutely not. And I think I mean, a lot of people didn't. Like, uh, Dallas has completely fallen apart. They're, I went, they're not I went going back, anywhere. I went back to our podcast at the beginning of the year where all three of us put in our predictions of what we, how we think we're all going to place and like the central division and all that. And it's just, it's totally like totally different. Than what. Yeah. So and also, the thing is, it makes it good for the blues. They have, I believe seven or eight games against the likes of Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. um, and some other, I think Winnipeg, I think it was the other yes. one, or Dallas even. I think I remember which one it was. That yeah, was like, I mean, so you're playing, you have a lot of games against some teams that are not that good, but also they could come up and bite you. So Colorado has have not played many games, so they're going to be playing a lot of games coming up. Same mm-hmm. with Arizona. So, so, so no trade news this week. 
nothing really brewing, nothing's really happened. Though, one big thing which I'll I'll relay now. So, I was just perusing news before we started this just to see, you know, what's going on in the world of Anything hockey. we've missed or maybe. And one of my things that I like to check is um, like the main guys like Pierre Lebrun, Bob McKenzie. Like those are the guys you can trust. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys like you check them out. Like those are the guys who are going to have like an inside track and maybe be somewhat uh, like okay. So apparently Pierre Lebrun talked to Kevin Shattenkirk this week. Okay. So basically when the Blues were in Toronto for their game, obviously, so that's where that's where like the hockey headquarters for NHL Network yeah. is at. So that's where he is pretty much based at. So he has them there, and I'm trying to pull up the exact quote here. Here we go. So he so Shattenkirk stating last summer he told me this is from Pierre Lebrun. He told me last summer he thought he was ready to be traded. As a matter of fact, he was almost certain he was going to be traded over the summer of 2016 because he was entering his last year of his contract, but nothing happened. But but said specifically, it came really close to happening though. So I heard Arizona was really close with yeah. signing with the trade and uh, signing him possibly. Ruin, you know the what's the narrative right now that he only has to sign on the East to go to like the Rangers or since he was from the East. Yeah. So that Bruins or Rangers. Yeah, or somewhere up there. Yeah. So because he went to Boston College. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday the Blues are in Toronto. So LeBron met with Shattenkirk. Brun said he's ready to face it. Actually, he's ready for all of the possible situation that may happen. And I'm I'm pretty sure Blues are no matter even the Blues going this crazy run right now. I just think you have to get rid of him because of this last statement. Okay. LeBron came back on the fact that he's ready to move since last year, but Shattenkirk dropped an interesting new information. I don't want to sign a new contract with the Blues. That is my decision, said Shattenkirk to LeBron. I want to hit the UFA market for the first time in my career and maybe the only time in my career. So look at that how you may. I look at it as an... I don't take it personally. I don't think he says personally to the Blues saying, yeah. screw you guys, maybe to a degree. But at the same time, I think it's he's going to just kind of maximize your deal. Like I, we've always talked about that on the podcast where mm-hmm. hockey players have a very short amount of time in their life to make money, good money. Mm-hmm. you know. And then you couldn't, if you're a decent player, which Shattenkirk is a decent player, even he will be the top free agent this year. No matter if he, get, when he gets to UFA, I think that's his thought now that he, literally he is the guy. That's going to be out there. Yep. So unfortunately for the Blues. We got to get something for him. So unfortunately, <laughs> you're not going to get, like I wanted William. I said, I said we have William Nylander, so I meant to say. Not Michael Nylander. That's his dad. Michael Nylander is his dad. William Nylander, <laughs> who I wanted. But that's something you would have maybe got beginning over the summer last year. Mm-hmm. But Toronto, I think, didn't think they'd be this close to a playoff spot and whatever. But you're looking at now a first-round pick and a prospect at best. You're not mm-hmm. going to – and then who knows what the prospect's going to be. But all you can do is try to get a first round pick from whoever. And from this, some, yeah, from somebody. And this is and this is a draft that's considered right now considered not a good draft. There's not really there's a one or two players up top, then a lot of guys that are okay. Yeah, there's this no isn't really, the draft that we had that we just got done having. That yeah, was, like where you had Line A and uh-huh. Awesome Ads at the top. Like mm-hmm. you don't have and a lot of good first rounders through the first fifteen picks yep. or so. Like you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like um, you're really looking at couple guys and then yeah this is an off here yeah so that's what unfortunately happens like the for example the blues had the year of eric johnson where you had crosby and kane sandwiched in between those Mm -hmm. years so 
It's the ebbs and flow, the ebbs and flows of things. So I thought it was interesting just to say that I think so. His mind is set that he wants to hit unrestricted free agency no matter where he goes. Let's say with Blues do trade in the Rangers and get let's say JT Miller, who would be fantastic return. But or who said I'd take a hot dog for the boy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So So, then again, I might be a little biased. Yeah, but uh, only other Blues news this week that I can see. So we went over everything with the. Injuries and stuff. So mm-hmm. there's interesting. Uh, the Blues, while they're in Toronto, the Blues equipment manager Bert Godin made a. He basically dropped some stuff off. He don't. Jake Allen donated his pads from the Winter Classic to the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's awesome. So if you go to the Hockey Hall of Fame, you'll see the Winter Classic pads that Jake Allen wore that day. You know, which were amazing. By the yeah. Way. So I thought that was pretty cool. That uh, there's a lot. Of, I think one of the guys from St. Louis Game Time was up there for the first time doing like media stuff. That's traveled awesome. with a team. So he used to take a lot of pictures and Rutherford took a lot of pictures of stuff that's blues at the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame, which is on my bucket list to do, I think, and I think in a couple of years. I think it's something that I might uh, – I have to go. Go up I, there just as – I think one time if plan when I need to reserve Toronto, my spot to be buried there. <laughs> there we go. Because we all know that's where I'm going to end up. So. Yeah. so interesting. So that, so that was very cool. So no, uh, no funny segments this week. So we're just uh, – Make it simple. Since Chris is in here, we'll just uh, we'll hold off on a couple of things we have planned for next week, and uh, yeah, we'll wrap up there for now. We didn't get it, unfortunately. <laughs> Both Chris had the got diagnosed with the flu. Oh my god, I couldn't believe that. Ashley was not feeling well, I believe. I had Shark Week. Yeah, you had Shark Week. So, and then Chris had literally he got diagnosed. had the flu test. So yeah, uh, I think it was what like one or two days after I. Yeah, he was here. It was we recorded on Saturday. Yeah. And, and because uh, I couldn't be here, because be I, here. yep, yeah, and then so Chris did, and then so I had literally Lysol bombed my house since Chris. Well, you was have here. to the flu that's going around this year is like a freaky flu. Yeah, so he was not feeling well, so we didn't get to go down and see. Unfortunately, the uh, little NHL 100 museum that stopped in the town, mm-hmm. so couldn't do something cool like that. So yeah, we were all. So if you if anybody about. went and saw it, uh, go ahead hit us up and let us know what you thought of it. Yeah, and if you have any any, any pictures, post them on our page or like. Tweet them at us or like email us. Yep. I'd like to see some of the stuff that went down there, not just the same pose and picture that everybody had with Stanley Cup. The cup. There are couples there. (laughs) That's about it. So uh, let's see what else. That's about it. So we have an interesting, I think we have a partnership we can, uh, I'm not going to hold off for the official announcement, but we have a partnership that's almost good to go. In the works. In the works. We're We're flirting with it. Yeah. I think we just I just gotta get specifics down. And I think it's pretty some pretty cool for our listeners. So not specifically for us, but more for our listeners. Yeah. So let's uh wrap things up here. So if you can get a hold of us uh on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Mine is at Ashley Ryan. And Chris is at Hossapalooza. And then on the Facebooks is Blues Hockey Podcast. And then also let's see, on the emails is blues hockey podcast at gmail dot com. And lastly, our website is blueshockeypodcast.net. Net. And also, we're on the iTunes. Um, keep subscribing and by keep the, rating us. Hopefully by, yes, definitely, definitely rate us. and We've got stuff to give away. Yeah, we're going to definitely do giveaways soon. It's just a matter of lining things up, and we're trying to get a good amount of people before we do the giveaway. Yeah, we don't want it to be just you know a little a, a little bitty pool. We want more people to have yeah. access to this. And then uh, we're working on, I think the thing, um, working with the website, because I'm kind of website illiterate to a degree, so it takes me time <laughs> to figure things out. So it looks like 
I'm going to get us on Stitcher really, really soon. Every time I get started, like I just get away from it and I have to reread how to do it again. And then you get sad. Then I get then I'm sad. Not hard. It's just one of those things where I'm afraid to mess things up. See, that's how I am. Like I'll look at that and be like, mm, not today. Yeah, I'm afraid to mess things up. And then I kind of the website has a minor revamp. So the Blues Hall of Shame is up there now, and with uh, links, just basically links to all the players. Yeah, I'll have to go and look at it. And then because um, I was promoting the hell out of it last night. And then also. Uh, this kind of took away one of their tabs. The gallery tab has been taken away, but about your host is still there. And, uh, friends of a podcast has been updated on the right hand side. Awesome. Go check it out guys. Yep. So that's about it. So we're going to go next week. We'll do uh be here again and go over games again. Hopefully we'll have the full crew. I should be back. Until then, we'll see you guys there. Bye. Bye.